Welcome to the Wellness Empowerment Project. I'm Trish. And I'm Julie. We are two nurses exploring holistic healing and wellness practices to empower you to be the leader of your own health. Join us as we try out new things, or as we call it, weird shit, and have some fun along the way. Today's interview is jam-packed, and most importantly, we are going to reshape your perceptions on what is Tantra. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, we're going to be interviewing Sarah Mosenday. Sarah integrates her academic and clinical background in nursing practice, holistic, integrative, and complementary therapies. She helps clients identify their mental and physical triggers, patterns, or blocks to shift perspective and to heal. With a trauma-informed therapeutic approach, Sarah combines a broad set of traditional and non-traditional modalities to highlight mindfulness and self-awareness. Through a combination of talk, touch, and movement exercises, you will identify and release unhealthy patterns and responses to develop self-awareness and self-regulation. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Yes. So, Sarah, you know, you have extensive experience in your nursing practice of pediatrics, oncology, end of life, pain management, and global and cultural practices. I first, I guess, want to hear is that how has your nursing practice integrated with the work that you're doing now? Well, I think for me and for most people, the human experience is cumulative. So even the choice to be a nurse, but to be a nurse with my cultural backgrounds and everything shaped how I started nursing and how I started relating to the experience of being a nurse. Because of that, I just really shaped an experience for myself of getting to know my patients by their stories, by their language, by their culture. Cultural considerations became such a hot topic for the way that I really related to my students. I'm sorry, to my patients and then my students. But I think it relates now because in the realm of Tantra, it it is seeing everything as a cumulative experience and taking lessons and taking learnings and integrating it in a felt experience. Oh, that sounds fascinating. There's two things that you touched on that I'd love to dive deeper in is First, you mentioned, you know, that the cultural experience of your own. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to kind of hear about that experience and how that helped you shift your own perspective. Sure. I am Iranian-American. I was born in America. So I have a interesting lens of not being quite American, not being quite Iranian for a lot of things. So that makes a soul uncomfortable and you try to fit in. And in that process, you have a lot of self-discovery as you grow what actually is authentic of you and what is actually not authentic of you. And then when I became a nurse, I started in Orange County, California at Chalk, and I worked with a really beautiful melting pot of cultures. And part of the best part of my nursing was that collaboration and potluck lunches and falling in love with different foods and my new year traditions or any any Persian traditions I would share and they would share. We had so many Hispanic, Filipino, Indian. We had such a nice mix. So I think because I started on a nursing floor that was so diverse, it kind of made it 
the standard for me. And then when I transferred to other hospitals and I didn't have that same experience, it became an amplified energy in me that I had to bring that. So I've always been a quite an active nurse on my floor in that way of expanding that. And then, you know, bringing that in with patient care is just the same as food, music, and, you know, memories are the greatest things to bond over, in my opinion. So, and that is universal to cultures. So it's just about the matter of time, which nurses don't always have. Wow. That is so interesting. And I actually have to say, you know, I primarily worked in inner city areas where we had that diversity. And when I, I transitioned for a short period of time to a place that was not as diverse, I would say personally, I felt like it was missing something. I actually missed the diversity. I missed the different experiences, the different cultures. I feel like there was a lot of excitement and life in that theme with the diversity that really was missing when I transferred and had a, a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's color to life. It's why we travel. It's why we explore. It's all these things. And it's bringing it and noticing that it's all around us all the time. We just are kind of an autopilot. We don't even realize oftentimes the little elements that we can bring into our awareness that just makes our experience so much richer. I just wanted to echo a lot of what Trish said because I also had similar experiences and really hadn't thought a lot about it. I grew up in a place that didn't have as much diversity until I moved and started working in an inner city. And the richness that it brought to me personally and professionally. And I think that it really elevated my practice with my patients as well. And I was able to connect with people in different ways. Now I'm in a spot that's less diverse and I definitely miss a little bit, but I am in a place where I can start to bring that in. And I I think that that's a part of my plan as a nurse leader. Beautiful. So Sarah, you also spoke about one of the modalities that you use is Tantra. And, you know, as a Kundalini yoga instructor, the only Tantra I would say that I really participated in was the white Tantric yoga. And Mm -hmm. that's done in pairs and to get this Z formation, this diagonal energy. And so I'm really interested then to hear what is Tantra, I think, in, in your modalities, in your settings, and how is that utilized? Well, Tantra is a spirituality and philosophical source of life. And it comes from Buddhist, Indian, Hindu base. And traditional Tantra does pull from those elements of spirituality, of divine energies and interconnectedness. A lot of bases on the universal laws of attraction, meaning what you put out is what you get and oneness interconnectedness interconnectedist. But I fell into Tantra mostly because I was a nurse experiencing a lot of burnout. I started looking for healing practices for myself. I ended up first in yoga. I grew up with a little bit of yoga in my life, always with the lens of exercise. Somewhere in the middle of all of that, it didn't, it was an exercise. It was a movement of my body and understanding and a powerful moment of connection to my body. And that's when yoga transcends. Then yoga led to breath work and breath work led to some tantric workshops. For the most part, tantra is known for its 
linked to sexuality because Tantra is a study of the chakras, all the energy centers, and the sacral is one of them. Although in the social construct, that's the one that everyone talks about, focuses on. Yes. But Tantra is the entire seven chakras and it's different approaches, different practices, different understandings to relate to them. I guess I will differentiate here in that there is traditional Tantra and then there's Neo-Tantra. Traditional Tantra would mean that you are using the concepts of spirituality for spiritual understanding and awakening. Neo-Tantra is you're taking the practices or you're taking you know, principles and using them in the modern sense, but you're not really applying it for integrated spiritual development. So there is ways to approach this with really clear understanding of what we're doing without disrespecting culture or appropriating culture. Or you can think of Tantra somewhere between extremely spiritually woo-woo and modern science and mindset work. And you can fall anywhere you want on that line. Whatever resonates with you is what's going to work for you. And you need to find that. Everybody is tantric because tantra believes we are all one. I love that. I really resonate with that because I feel that's the same way with Kalini yoga. It's I connect with it more than other types of yoga. And I think it was mostly because it partially is this spiritual practice. We are integrating all of our chakras because, you know, yes, we are one. But what I found fascinating, what got me hooked, wasn't that there's a, a science and a technology to it as well. And all the practices that you're doing is activating your nervous system, activating your glandular system, and helped me work through my own burnout as well. I think one of the coolest things about nursing is that when you have this baseline understanding of anatomy and the way the nervous system works, the way emotions feed into hormone release, feed into your body's reaction, and then tap in all of these spiritual points at certain times of these reactions, you then realize how powerful we are to play in that whole cascade. Whether it's Kundalini, I mean, technically, Kundalini would fall under Tantra. It is the form of yogic practice that they practice, though Kundalini is the awakening of the whole energy circuit. So even for me, I practiced yoga probably for like 10, 15 years. And I'd go to a Kundalini class every once in a while to try it, but I'd be like, this is nuts. Or like, I don't understand that these people are... You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it, but not really get it. But it wasn't until I, because I myself had so many blockages. I could be fit, I could be anything, but the energy wasn't moving. Externally, yeah, I could be a EOB, but internally didn't flow. It wasn't until really, for me, it was tying in all of the threads. All of a sudden I could see them braided. And then that's when Kundalini made sense. And that had the felt experience, had the awakening. And then you're like, oh, okay, I got it. And that's what Tan's just constantly pushing you to do. They're just questions of who are you? What moves you? How do you respond to these things? And for the most part, many of us answer these questions with relative knowings or ego knowings. And the question is, what is underneath outside of your family context, outside of your job context, outside of your 
social context if you are just you? Outside of the identity that you have either chosen for yourself or has been given externally. Exactly. What is there? Exactly. So if nurses, I think, have this great platform to bounce into this, it's just having the open mind or really actually slowing down until you feel the concept of the subtle body, which is in yoga, which is in tantra. Nursing, we work in this field of go, go, go in the hospital. Everything is on efficiency and time and order. And these are masculine energies. And we need those to operate, to function. We absolutely do. But nursing is feminine. Nursing is embrace. Nursing is care and nursing is time. So despite the fact that we are pushed to run on that masculine clock of the hospital, we really do have to pull back and tune into our patients. And learning how to do that is easier to do on yourself. So until you learn how to hone in on what things sensate in your body, then it won't make sense. Or it's like the same as like, I worked in peds for so long and every once in a while, like I would have a bandaid on and I'd take it off and I'd be like, that hurts. And I do not appreciate how I rip band-aids off every single day. It's those things that we have to step back and refeel them. Yeah, I think a term that's used a lot with nursing is that nursing is, you know, an art and a science. And I think we throw that term around, but I think a lot of nurses don't necessarily understand what that really means. Because it's an embodiment. It's that, yes, we're taking these scientific principles that's out there. And a lot of this Eastern medicine the tantra, the yoga, a lot of it, you know, over time is just being proven with our current research methodology, but it's withstand the test of time. So yes, there's a science to it, but the art, the art is more than just the way we're applying it. The art is how we're embodying it within ourselves and how this translates into the world that we're living in. Yep. And As you said, it's just really correlating everything. I do think that nurses are, particularly nursing students, are in this funnel of becoming, but it's outside of yourself because you're on this like course schedule. I I just finished nursing finals with the students and they're just, they were so wired on finishing the program. And I'm like, wait, let's pause. Do you guys realize this is the last bit of students, like, you know what I mean? After this, you are liable, you are responsible, you are going to feel the weight of this in a new way. So this is such an interesting realm for nurses, whether they're just beginning or whether they're deep in practice to pick up the science that's behind a lot of this. And you'll read things and they'll say that there's not a lot of research. There's a ton of research. There's actually a ton of research out there. Most of it is qualitative. It's not quantitative data, which is what makes things move in medical science. But quantitative data needs to be also experienced by yourself. You can read somebody's experience like Kundalini. When you read someone else's experience, it doesn't quite sit. And when you read someone's pain cascade experience, when you read someone's cancer or body dysmorphia or any of these things that change and traumatize our experience of life, you can take these science points and you can relate them back to just a lived experience. And this is holistic care. This is not just treating points of disease or points of symptoms. 
This is like, what is really going on for this person energetically in their whole body? Or how is their soul happy? Quality of life. It's bringing back these really larger concepts for nurses. You know, when you said quality of life, first thing I thought of is how we tend to define quality of life is, are you able to walk? Are you able to talk? Can you get your own food? Can you do essentially the activities of daily living on your own or do you need support? Very rarely have we ever really talked about quality of life as our soul experience. Yeah. Like, are you happy at home? We ask them if they can walk up the stairs, but are they happy at home? Do they even want to leave their house? Maybe they can walk up the stairs and then they're going to sit in there for like two weeks and socially isolate. There's a lot of elements to the human experience that we can pick up on. And if we shine a light on that, like that small little thing, that's what healing is. You know, do you have a support group? Do you have friends? What's your home life like? All of these kind of questions to gain awareness is it's really key. Inquisitive questioning. Yeah, I think a lot of work that nurses do really is in that masculine construct of efficiency and checklist, so to speak. But what most nurses are drawn to is the connection with their patients. They long for that. And I've seen a lot of burnout over the last several years in particular, where there's less and less staff, less resources, less supplies, having to do more with less. And so there's less room for that connection with your patient. And I'm curious, since you did talk about having your own burnout, you know, what were some of the initial steps that Tantra really helped you, I don't want to say resolve your burnout, but helped you get through that and heal from that? First was a lot of self-awareness, admitting that I'm not as happy as I perceive to be. I am perfectionist and I am a, you know, my life can look beautiful. My life is beautiful. And then it's just, but where am I in that? Everyone gets to define what their main variables are, what their important things are. For me, it's like job and my love life and then my social life, family life. If maybe one of those variables is off, then I was fine. But actually, at that point, all three variables were kind of hitting me, you know. And so all of us have a time in life. If, you know, if we're lucky, it's much later. And those rooms, we get to wear those rooms cleaner glasses longer. But all of us have that shift. And for me, it was at the age of 34. And after 10 years of clinical pediatric oncology nursing, it was, that's, you know, a lot of death, a lot of sadness. But I, it wasn't about my passion to the job or the science. I am still fascinated by cancer science. I still adore working with children and family. So what was it? Outside of me being a nurse that has to work in a hospital, at that point, that's my lens, right? I'm like, what do I want to do? At that time, I was also working diagnosis for fibromyalgia and Ehlers-Danlos. So my body was just changing and had no rhyme or reason. And I had no explanations. For that, I wanted to work less physically. So going remote was important to me. I wanted to take a break. So I 
left to travel for a year, but then ended up never going home because the two things collided. I found a remote job as a nurse and I left to travel. And then my world became larger than just me sitting in a hospital. I can heal. I still took my time to heal myself. I'd say I took another three, four years of just self-care, self-compassion focus, self-love, empowering my, you know, my throat chakra, opening my throat chakra, empowering my voice. Right now, I do consider myself a shadow worker. So I work on the lower three chakras, and that is my realm of the most healing I had to do for myself. So I had a lot of toxic patterns, let's call them. So shame, guilt, and fear. So those had to be dealt with before I could have gratitude, before I could have love. And then even before I could even understand duality, connectedness, and all of that. So you can see how this is just a portal and it is going to be dirty before it is as beautiful. That's what I fell in love with. Now I carry the archetype of the sage. I knew that. I Even when my first nursing job as a new grad, I was on the education committee. Education and teaching and speaking my lived experience has always been my best avenue for teaching. So that's what I'm doing and I'm enjoying that. And that's feeding my energy more. I have endless energy for this because it doesn't feel wrong. We are going to pause here and continue this conversation with Sarah in a part two. We hope that you enjoyed part one and join us in the next episode where we talk more about how tantric practices help Sarah connect more with herself and with others. See you next week. Thanks for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, subscribe, and share with a friend. Want to learn more about a specific topic? Drop us a line on our website and we can explore it deeper with you.